The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And as many of my loyal listeners will know, that we have been on a long hiatus. I promise you I'm going to be good this year and we're going to have regular shows. And I'm very glad to have as my guest this week, uh, Charles Nichols, the founder and chief strategy officer of CY.com. And that's spelled S-E-E-W-H-Y.com. A very interesting internet technology firm. We'll we'll get into that in a bit here. Uh, But uh, welcome, Charles. Oh, hi, Tim. Thanks very much for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. So you are based out of uh, Windsor, England. I believe the Queen resides there too. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I don't often go to tea with her, but <laughs> um, I mean, we are a uh, we're a company which is actually based in um, Andover, Massachusetts. Um, I just happen to be based here, um, but that's just kind of the way that the way of the world. Yeah, well, I, I know, like me, you're kind of a, if I may say so, an internet dinosaur. You've been at it for about 15 years. Uh, I believe uh, you and me and Al Gore co-invented the internet. Uh, well, not quite, but I mean, I, you've got to remember that dinosaurs went extinct, so I'm not sure I, like, I particularly like the analogy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns, nevertheless. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but, you know, one of the things that uh, you've, you've been around... Uh, internet marketing for a long time you've worked with companies like Amazon eBay and uh, I mean you've pretty much seen it all and uh, I bet you've probably heard the old saw that content is king right well absolutely I mean in the in the in the dot com period it was it was all eyeballs and content um, but you're you're absolutely right I mean content to some extent still is king I mean if you look at what's happening in SEO it's still king well, if I take it in a slightly different direction, another thing that I hear a lot, which I think is underappreciated, is that uh, email is really the killer app. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. I mean, we, we obviously as a company do a lot with email and work with most of the um, major email service providers. Um, and one of the things that I think a lot of people find surprising is that many marketeers view email as one of their conversion secrets. Um, for driving people you know, who are already warmed up to the site. I mean, of course, one of the ways that you can boost your conversion numbers is by getting great quality traffic. So mailing your house list with incentives, offers, promotions, reminders, nudges, whatever it is, uh, getting them to go back to the site ultimately will increase your conversion rates because you're driving back you know, existing customers to come back and buy again and again and again. So, Charles, you've probably heard the old, uh, the, the other adage, which, of course, is that uh, you know, email is the killer app. Uh, what's your take on that? Email undoubtedly is a very, very important app for driving high-quality traffic back to the website, and ultimately that drives up conversion rates. Um, in fact, I think I saw a survey last year that was saying that email is the number one um, conversion rate secret of marketeers. 
Yeah, so we hear a lot about, you know, we kind of all have, I think, two major associations with email, uh, and uh, they think they're, one is that, well, what's the big deal about email? It's just an everyday tool. It's become so ubiquitous that we don't even notice it. Uh, and then the other part of it is, you know, we associate it with spam and driving unqualified traffic. Uh, but there's a lot more to it, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there is. There are, you know, effectively, it's become a piece of real estate which gets in front of the customer, just in, just in the same way that an ad box on, on the top of Yahoo or the, or the New York Times is a piece of real estate. And you can present your message there. And obviously, the beauty of email is it can be very personal, very relevant, and very direct uh, if you get all the pieces, pieces of the puzzle correct. Like any tool, you can abuse it. And um, uh, it, can, it can send out spam or it can send out stuff which is highly valued. Well, so I guess uh, the dimension that you described is, is an important one, which is you know, how personal, uh, relevant, and also anticipated and welcomed is the communication from you really determines it. So at the one end of the spectrum, we have spammers, and at the other end, there's their personal communications, which we eagerly seek out. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are, I mean, relevancy is one of the things that um, most e-marketeers, e-marketeers are striving to uh, increase all the time. And relevancy is a combination of things. Obviously, it's partly about um, providing content which is directly relevant. But another dimension to relevancy is timing. You know, if you do something which is relevant to the customer, but ultimately it's uh, delivered two weeks after it was relevant, then it's no longer relevant. So timing is a key part of this. And timing is traditionally one of the things that's been hardest to do. Yeah, I mean, it all unfolds in real time, and uh, it's, you know, there, there are outside events that impinge on your email drops, uh, time of day, day of week, all of the usual kind of mailing things. But, uh, yeah, I remember one time I was, uh, I have two small kids, they're not so small now, at least they're out of diapers, and uh, I still uh, get diaper uh, coupons from a baby site that I signed up for four years ago. You'd think they could have figured that one out. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they think you're just going to have a massive family, and you haven't you haven't yet figured out what's causing the problem. Yeah, I'm a real breeder. I am. <laughs> so so let's talk about specifically. Can you give us some quick background on CY because it's kind of a unique company? Tell us what your your mission is and how you accomplish it. Yeah, sure. I mean, our mission basically is to make it easy for people to recover abandoned shopping carts. Um, you know, 70% of the, uh, of the people who start by putting something in their shopping cart uh, don't go on and complete the purchase in the same session. And traditionally, that's been hard to do. Um, it's a, it's a well-known problem, and it's a problem that we've decided to focus on, and we're doing it um, very well, better than anybody else, and we make it really easy. I, I mean, you know, it's a really very simple value proposition. So potentially, uh, you, know, you, you mentioned 70% of people abandon shopping carts. What are some of the typical reasons that that happens? Well, one of the challenges of this uh, is that there are potentially a, a million and one different reasons why people abandon their shopping carts. Um, in fact, there was a study produced in May of this year uh, by Forrester, which looked at all the various different reasons, and it is a, it's a long tail of, um, uh, of different things. If you boil them down, though, and take maybe just the top five, then you can kind of distill it into two primary reasons. Either um, the customer isn't yet ready to buy, or it's something related to price. And really, the biggest one, and it has consistently been the case, is you know, the cost of uh, shipping and handling causes, um, it, it causes a lot of shopping cart abandonment. 
So, uh, but I think there's a, there's another reason that we run into all the time because we fixed a lot of checkout processes and e-commerce catalogs, and that is you know bad usability. Um, a lot of people abandon things because just the kind of the friction of the process gets to be too much, or the investment required on their part to complete it is too high. Yeah, I think usability is another area. Of course, it's very difficult to survey for that. And if you look at the Forrester data, it kind of doesn't really cover that stuff. I mean, the other area that's not covered by um, but by survey data is the whole emotional connection. And usability very much plays into that. The emotional reasons for buying, um, you know, why do people buy? Why do people not buy? What is it that causes them to abandon? I mean, it can be things like trust marks and, and safety and security and references and all those things that you talk about on landing pages you know about having all of your testimonial up there right there on the landing page is so critical in terms of getting people to feel confident about going through the, with, with the purchase particularly if it's a first time purchase um, you know on a new site that they've not, not bought, bought from before Okay, so uh, you know, this is I did a webinar with uh, McAfee Secure a while ago, and yeah, I believe that uh, the stat they used was something like sixty percent of people consider kind of the security of the checkout process uh, when they're making the purchase and may decide not to purchase because of just that one factor. So that's definitely a biggie. Sounds like it was different methodology in the Forrester study if they overlooked that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, back to- sorry, go ahead. No, that's, that's all right. You go. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I mean, um, you know, the, the way you ask the question is key, and it is difficult to ask questions related to emotional issues and get meaningful rational answers. So, um, you know, the, the Forrester study asked about the same thing, and it was it asked about security seals or trusting the site, and it was like 11%, and McAfee is like 60%. So <laughs> it always depends on who's asking the questions and how you ask them, right? So one of the things that, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons that that people abandon, that they may not be ready to buy. Like you say, they may not trust the site. Uh, They're just tire kickers. They're your competitors. Uh, or they want to see the out the door price, you know, with the shipping included at the end of the checkout. So, uh, but regardless, so let's say this uh, 70% abandon. Well, you're never going to recover all of those people. What's a realistic expectation of those abandoners? What percentage can you pick up through best practices? Well, we see typically a range of somewhere between uh, 10 and 35%. And obviously, 35% is a big number. Um, and, and therefore, you, I mean, you begin to think about the economics of this, and the ROI is quite phenomenal. You know, a $20 million um, e-commerce company with a 70% abandonment rate, basically that means that there's $46 million on the table of business that almost bought but didn't quite. Now, some of those will come back and buy under their own steam, of course, but many of them don't. And therefore, it's really a question of not leaving that to chance. So if you can recover even only a tiny percentage of that, I mean, 10% of that is $4.6 million a year, that is a big number which gets people's attention. Okay, so let's talk about the, you know, we're, we're going to take a little uh, break here, and then after we come back, I want to uh, kind of dig a little bit deeper and understand exactly what the methodology is for recovering those folks. Uh, this is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, and today I'm continuing my interview series with Charles Nichols of CY.com. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, 
ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And, and Charles, before the break, we were talking about uh, recovering 10 to 30% of your audience you know, after they've abandoned the shopping cart. So specifically, I mean, this is done via email, but so what is the methodology? How do you send those emails? With what frequency? What do you put in them? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, the way you, the way you set that up those campaigns is actually really quite important in terms of making this work, work well. Um, I mean, the first thing to, to recognize is that timing is really, really important and has a big impact on it. There's, um, there's a couple of MIT studies uh, which basically show that 90% of e-commerce leads go cold within the first hour. And therefore, if you follow up on, you know, significantly later after the abandonment um, than the first hour, then you're going to have a, you know, a, a mega drop-off. In fact, the e-tailing group... Um, uh, of their membership uh, looked at the e-tailing 500 and uh, surveyed them and basically worked out that the average um, follow-up time currently in the U.S. is 6.1 days, which really wow. contrasts against that timing. And only 16% of sites currently follow up, 84% don't. And of the 84% who don't, 90% want to. So it's really a question of how you can make it easy. And the timing is one of the secrets of success to get it right, which is you really need an immediate follow-up um, to, uh, to, to the abandonment. Yeah, I saw a study, maybe it was the same, uh, MIT was a joint study with a company called InsideSales.com. I've blogged about it at blog.sitesinners.com, but it said something like, if just the difference between a phone follow-up, uh, if you wait 30 minutes instead of waiting 5 minutes, your chances of closing 
a lead, and this is in a kind of more lead generation scenario, go down by a factor of 30. Uh, that was yeah, just stunning it, to me. It is, it is astonishing just how steep that curve is. But actually, if we think about it in our own personal experiences with e-commerce, it's not really surprising because, you know, it, it's all about what's front of mind. You know, we're constantly challenged with so many different stimuli. It's very easy to get distracted onto different things. And, you know, these people went to a site with a, with a purpose or an intent to do something. Um, they, put, they went so far as to put an item in the shopping cart. They almost purchased and then something stopped and they didn't quite. So clearly, if you follow up six days later, it's going to be less effective than if you do it immediately. Uh, I think what surprises people is just, just what the difference is, that it is such a massive difference. Um, and, and really, that's, that's kind of the way to optimize this, which is to do an immediate follow-up. And then obviously, the, the, how you do that becomes quite important. Okay, but you don't do just one email. You do an immediate follow-up and then do you stage any emails that go out later as well? Yeah, the way that we look at this is if you go back to the, the Forrester data we were talking about earlier on, you know, the, the, if you take the, the top five reasons why people abandon, the, the, you can boil them down into either price or customers not yet ready to buy. So a combination of timing and, 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 and money. So what we do is we typically would set up a campaign, something like where the first one goes out immediately afterwards, probably with a service tone. So this is a, oops, was there a problem? Can we help? So this is a gentle nudge rather than an aggressive sales pitch. That works much better. An aggressive sales pitch can turn the customer off. And then 24 hours or 23 hours, in fact, after the first aban- after the abandonment, we come out with the second one, which might be then very much focused on, you know, the reassurance, testimonial, customer reviews for the product that we're looking at, all those sorts of areas. And then finally, maybe seven days after the abandonment or just under seven days, um, then uh, you'd then send out a promotional offer, which would, uh, which would come in with an incentive. That would be a typical starting point, um, you know, for a remarketing campaign. Okay, so immediate, one day and one week. So on the one day, you're trying to hit them... Uh, 23, 24 hours later because they're at the same spot in their daily routine and are hopefully in the same mindset, hopefully in front of their computer and receptive to that. Is that the idea? Yeah, we, we call that send time optimization and basically it gives you about a 20% lift compared with just doing it randomly at any different time of the day. And it's because people are creatures of habit. You know, if you've seen them online and they did an abandonment at 6.30 p.m. in the evening, you know, maybe after they've had uh, or before their evening meal or whatever it is, um, then there's a reasonable chance that you'll see them there again. And when you look at the data in aggregate, you can absolutely see that bump in terms of when people return to buy uh, after the abandonment. You know, a classic one is, is 24 hours. So we mail them 23 hours so that that email is waiting for them in their mailbox before they come online uh, for those who are, are creatures of habit. And same okay. deal, you know, seven days later. Okay, so folks, there's a, you want to increase your email response rates by 20%? <laughs> That's an easy one, but you have to have the, the mechanisms, of course, to do that and to do that in a timely manner. Uh, how does your, um, I don't want to get in, make this about your product, but uh, do you, uh, how tightly do you integrate with, you know, CRM systems, with catalogs, uh, you know, do you feed information back after these emails go out? Uh, what, what's the integration like? 
Yeah, well, I mean, part of part of making this easy, um, it, I mean, it's a key part of what we do is uh, the prepackaged integrations, which mean that you can plug this thing in and get up and running, and you're you know, you're live within a, a matter of days, rather than it being some major IT project. Um, so the primary integrations that that we have are with the email service providers, where we all we use real time APIs. So that effectively, what you're doing is that the tracking process of tracking what the customer's doing and the triggering process is all in one place, and then you're triggering triggering a template which is ta- which is going out from one of the email service providers. And we work with with, with all the major email service providers, um, um, y- y- you know, to, to do that. Okay, but the, so let me. Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Well, just no, no. a question there, just to expand on that. So, but what? What? Okay. So you're whitelisted with the major email service providers. Uh, we, you know, this is all opt-in stuff coming off of a e-commerce catalog. But what about the fact that? But I'm just talking more about kind of backward integration. Let's say somebody does buy off of that first immediate follow-up email. Do they still get the 24-hour one? How tightly are you coupled with the actual catalogs? Well, because we, we we're using um, uh, a pixel tag on the um, on the website, we actually see all of the returning traffic, so we understand when they buy. And then, obviously, a big part of what we do is we then suspend any future campaigns because we're tracking the individuals and doing the triggering all in one place. So, obviously, okay. somebody comes back to buy after the first one, they don't get any subsequent emails. So you have a pixel on the confirmation page in the catalog. So if they do end up completing, you're notified of that, and you're going to discontinue any further communication. Absolutely. And okay. really, the key, the key to this is staying in step with what the customer's doing. You know, traditional approaches would have, you know, you uploading a batch of data from your uh, e-commerce system or from your web analytics product, and then sending that over to your emailing system. And then, you know, the, the, the batch at the time taken to get the batch out of one system, uploaded, converted, and then into the other system is typically, you know, 24 hours or something of that nature. And that 24 hours elapsed time can cause a lot of problems because the customer isn't idle in that period. Not only is it suboptimal, as we heard from the MIT numbers, but also the customer's not idle. Some of them, not a huge proportion, but some some proportion are going to come back and buy under their own steam. So if you send out a promotion to somebody um, 24 hours after they abandoned, you know, a proportion of times you're going to shoot yourself in the foot and they're going to get upset because you've just sent them a free shipping offer when they've just purchased Okay, so you can get out of step and you can kind of get uh, pie in your own face uh, if you don't closely coordinate that. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons that we, I mean, it's one of the ways that we simplify this thing is because rather than um, uploading a, a list effectively for the email engine to then send off, so the email engine's doing the triggering, you know, we basically put the tracking of what the customer's doing on the website, are they buying, are they not buying, are they back on the site, all that stuff, and the triggering all into one real-time process. And then when we've done the, taken the decision to say, yes, that's an abandonment, bang, out goes the message, and then the message goes out in real time. And, and you know, the, the, from the abandonment being detected to the message getting back into the inbox, you know, is typically under a minute. Um, so by, by, you know, welding those processes, tracking and triggering all in one place, it actually simplifies it and, and eliminates the risk of you getting out of step with the customer. That makes sense. Well, very good. We're, we're going to take another break for our sponsors here. Uh, after we do, I want to explore a little bit how this applies to non-e-commerce scenarios and also I want to question your sanity I heard something about surfing in England we'll be right back with Charles Nichols from CY more LPO landing page optimization in just a moment 
SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (coughs) Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. State of Search, your home for the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And Charles, before the break, I was questioning the sanity of English people in general, but you specifically. I understand that you're trying to learn surfing in England? Yeah, I know. It's absolutely crazy. But I have to say, I'm, I'm not a very good one, but I do, I do love it. But it is frighteningly cold. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, I maybe need to become a, um, a tourist and surf uh, somewhere else, I think. Oh, well, so what kind of outfit would you put on to surf the English Channel? It's, uh, believe me, it's lots of layers, actually. I mean, I, even, I have the gloves, I have the hood, I have the, <laughs> you know, the multiple layers in order to get out there when it's, uh, uh, when it's pretty cold. But, I mean, if, you're, if the water's in the sort of, you know, uh, the 40s or 50s, then you, you really need those layers. <laughs> actually, you need to move out to California where, where we can do that without a wetsuit. <laughs> All right. Well, before the break, we were talking about uh, recovering e-commerce, um, you know, shopping carts, and that obviously is the primary focus of your company. But is this more generally applicable? Is this something that can happen for, you know, lead gen abandonment or registrations and, and other types of uh, conversion actions? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's that's absolutely absolutely true. We talk about shopping cart abandonment because obviously it's one that everybody understands, but. Um, you know, lead form abandonment is just just as big a problem. Um, it's just not quite as easy to monetize and measure it in, in quite the same way. 
Well, tell me more about the kind of issues that you run into when you try to quantify the impacts of that. Well, I mean, very often, I mean, so for example, if somebody's, if it's a lead, what's the value of a lead? Whereas if it's, if you have a value of a sale, it's very clear. So it's, the ROI is very, very clear cut in a shopping cart abandonment. But in form abandonment, um, you know, you may have lower volume, you may have value of the lead, and therefore, what exactly is that worth to me? But equally, the value of the customer can be very high. So if you look in markets like um, credit card, um, online signups for credit card or bank accounts, you know, the value of each customer there can be like, you know, 350 bucks in which case uh, it's well worth investing in these in these situations because um, you know there's real money at stake well uh, yeah I've, I've spoken in the past at a, a fantastic very business focused conference called leadscon and it's all about lead generation specifically it strikes me as that there's a whole kind of intermediate marketplace where people are you know selling leads generating them and selling them to third parties or through a marketplace so there the getting at the cost of a lead is pretty straightforward you're getting paid a fixed amount based on the lead that you, you know, qualified lead, obviously, that you generate. And so isn't, doesn't that have uh, just pretty clear value, measurable value? Ab- absolutely. I mean, we found that the earlier adopters are where the value of the lead is higher. Um, so, for example, things like um, universities, um, Franklin University uh, uses um, CY to recover um, you know, people who start the process of becoming a filling in a student application form, and clearly the value of a student over the course of three or four years, they might be, um, you know, doing their degree or or higher studies, um, you know, runs into the many thousands. Okay, right. So basically, high ticket items, and this could be a business to business, or like you say, a business to consumer, like education. Uh, but so in in that scenario, does it, let's let's call it. It's probably more effective for also multi step flows for registration processes, or more intricate insurance or banking applications. Would that be fair to say? Well, it is. I mean, one of the challenges you have with forms, which you, you need to tackle up front, is where, where on the form is the email address captured? If you have a single-page form and the email address is the very last field on the form, then probably you know, remarketing is going to be of limited value to you. But even on a single-page form, if it's in the top 20% of fields, ideally the first field you capture, then anything below the email field can then be remarketed when people abandon. And, I mean, we do the same thing on shopping carts. Um, For example, um, you know, Proactive, which is the number one uh, acne cream in the U.S. If you go there, you you, you can see the CY system in action. That is a single-page shopping cart, you know, with, with an email about halfway down the page. And yet, they still see really quite significant abandonment rates after the email address, uh, you know, later down the page. So are you saying you can, you can actually scrape and collect the form fields even before the page is submitted, before the button at the bottom is hit? Absolutely, as it goes in. It's very similar to the same way that when you type a, something in a search string for Google, um, Google comes up with suggestions. What, what it's doing is it's looking at the data as it goes in. We do the same thing. We capture the email address as it goes in. So when you navigate to the next field in the form, uh, that data is then sent in, and we've, we've captured the email address that way. Okay, so basically the rule of thumb is is get the email as early in the process as possible because then you're going to have a chance of getting more of the abandoners. 
That's, that's exactly correct. And there are obviously other techniques for capturing the email address. You don't have to capture it just on the form. You can capture it from um, an opt-in, from a newsletter sign-in. You may get it from a cookie, from a previous visit or a previous purchase or previous registration or sign-up. Um, you can also get it from Facebook as well, where um, somebody who logs in on, on your, your site um, using their Facebook credentials can then be remarketed to whether they give you the email address or not because you've already captured it from the, the Facebook credentials. Okay, so that's another reason, by the way, if you guys aren't uh, using uh, Facebook uh, social sharing recently, they've made it real easy to basically plug in a little widget into your site and when someone visits your site who has a Facebook account, you can essentially interrogate Facebook and get whatever personal information that person is willing to give up. Uh, so it's a, a super cookie, if you will, with all the goodies in it. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be truly massive um, simply because it's so easy to do. You know, you're, you get a, a 3x improvement in customer login if you provide the ability to log into your Facebook credentials because it's so easy. You know, if I'm already logged into Facebook or, or whatever, then I just see the login with Facebook, bang, click the button. Um, you know, a simple form says, do you want to share your details with this site? You say yes, job done. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, so it's just that, a, it's a button push. Created. Yeah, it's yeah. a button push. There's no actual authentication other than the Facebook cookie itself, I guess. Yeah, I mean, customers love it, and it's kind of a really obvious area where, I mean, you know, lots and lots and lots of people have been building an e-commerce site and a Facebook site, (laughs) and they have a simple hyperlink from the e-commerce site to the Facebook page. I mean, it just doesn't make that much sense, really, right? You want the traffic from Facebook, which you're driving traffic from Facebook to your e-commerce site. When they come onto the e-commerce site, you want to be able to identify them. It's kind of really obvious. These, these These tools are great. Well, I think uh, on that uh, note, uh, we'll end our conversation here with with Charles. Uh, Charles, I want to thank you very much. Uh, Before you go, though, uh, what's the best way for people to keep in touch with you? Can they follow you? Can they listen to podcasts or webinars of yours? What events will you be speaking at? Tell us. Okay, sure. Um, Well, the easiest way is um, on Twitter. Um, My handle is webconversion. Um, so by all means, follow me, and uh, that'll keep you up to date with with all the things that uh, kind of I'm doing and where I'm going. Um, I'm also a, a reasonably prolific blogger. Um, so for example, there's lots of stuff on the shopping cart abandonment, why people abandon, you know, all those sorts of things, um, and and best practices things, uh, tips and tricks up there too. Um, that's on our website at cy.com. So you find cy.com forward slash blog. Um, I, I also speak at um, at conferences. So for example, I think. Um, Perhaps the next one we're doing, uh, Tim, together, in fact, would be the um, conversion conference in October. You probably know the dates better than I do on that one. Uh, that's right. Yeah, actually, we'll let the cat out of the bag. Uh, sneak preview, first uh, formal speaker to be announced. Uh, Charles Nichols from CY is going to be at Conversion Conference East 2010, and that's October 4th and 5th in Washington, D.C. Oops, sorry. Do we need to put that cat back in the bag? Was it out? Is it all right no, now? Out. <laughs> it's it's out. And uh, hey, that's the nation. Of, uh, that's the nature of the internet. Uh, information wants to be free. So there it goes again. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Charles. Uh, it, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We hope you'll come back soon. Yeah, so it's been really fun. Thanks for the invite, Tim. It's been been great. And this is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Tune in next week, and I promise, yes, I will have another show next week for another installment uh, with industry thought leaders on improving your conversion rates. 